Good morning and welcome to The Station, a podcast of the Arkansas Business Engine. I am Whitney Hickerson and with me are my cohorts, Felicia Hood and Ty King. We also have Hillary Downey join us today as a special guest. She's a nutritionist and entrepreneur here in Conway and she's the owner of Hillary Balanced Lifestyle, helping women reach health goals and lose weight while eating foods they enjoy. There's a lot um, more here, but I'm going to let Hillary kind of get into some of that herself. She's got quite an accomplishment um, of, and really it's more of not just diet, but it's just a lifestyle of having fitness and having health and, you know, to get the joy out of life that you really want. And a lot of your focus is um, busy moms, I think, right? That's right. Yes. I work with women exclusively and um, it's about helping them find balance in their lifestyle when it comes to diet, exercise, but also self-care. So mental health, um, have a degree in psychology. So I'm big about the mental health aspect and sort of the overall picture of wellness. Absolutely. Um, which I think is vitally important because I, you know, we just were here running a little late because we had a child emergency, yeah. a diaper situation. But I mean, we're, and we all, we've all got young kids. And so, I mean, Ty's obviously not a mom, but it's <laughs> a parent. Of, kind of a mom. <laughs> but, um, you know, we've all just trying to balance and we're all, you know, running a business and trying to balance that with kids is, it's a lot. I mean, I've got a kid in the other room right now on her tablet because it's just kind of like, that's just what we're doing now. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. And you've been killing it in terms of running a business, being in school, two kids, and you obviously have lost a ton of weight from your <laughs> before photos that I've seen. And yes. so you've really been taking care of yourself. That's a big thing that I struggle with is if I don't have my meals planned. And I've always known about macros. That's not that's not something that I struggle with. It's that if I don't have my meals ready for me for that day and I'm tired when I come home from work, I'm just like, whatever, I'll eat a bowl of cereal. Oh, yeah. That's what I tell my clients that I work with, that if, you know, you can know everything there is to know. You know what to do, right? It's a matter of putting a plan in place and executing the plan. If you don't have actionable steps, you're setting yourself up for failure. It's the same way in business. You have to know what your plan is because like you said, you get home in the evening, you're tired. It's so easy to drive through the drive through You don't mm-hmm. want to stand in front of a stove and chop vegetables and cut up raw meat and all those things. So as much as I, you can, I tell my clients, prepare, over-prepare so that you're, you're kind of making it a priority and you've got a foolproof plan in place that you can have easy, nutritious meals ready to go. So preparing, planning, all of that is a huge part of my business and what I coach to my clients. So you have a 21-day challenge that you do. Is that uh, one of your biggest um, parts of your business that you have? So that's actually a new piece. Um, I've done exclusively just sort of like one-on-one coaching with women um, where they do a six-week or 12-week coaching package where we work, you know, like I said, one-on-one. They get that sort of um, exclusive experience to me as far as education, um, accountability, support. But the 21-Day Macro Challenge is a group, um, a group support system where we roll out educational pieces, but we're doing it in a group setting. So it's amazing to watch because women support each other in that setting, and it's not just reliant on me and my mother, who's also in my business. Um, so in that, we, we do weekly education twice a week. They get content where they learn about um, the different macros. We do, we tackle a macro a week. Like today they had a module roll out, which was um, learning how to balance treats and how to eat out and um, have an alcoholic beverage and all of these things without going off the rails and feeling like they failed their diet. So in that setting, it's kind of a fast paced, you know, learn it in 21 days. It's really laying the foundation for learning how to have that healthy lifestyle with macros. And then what we're working on right now is our six-week program that we'll roll people into where it's that more um, in-depth coaching experience where you've really got some serious goals. You've laid the foundation. Now you're really tackling your goals. And so um, the 21-Day Macro Challenge is is our newest uh, project, and now we're rolling into this other new project where um, we'll work a little bit more exclusively kind of going off of that. So That's awesome. Yeah. So when you're tackling an issue like wellness, so you said there's a lot of things that are involved in wellness itself. It's physical, it's your mental, it's it's a lot of things. Right. And so is there one that you start with first? Is there a first step in towards, is it physical, mental, 
uh, just whatever it is into it. Uh, is there something you have to focus on first before you can get to the other things? Right. Yeah. So this is, I was thinking about this on the way over here, actually. So the way that I do it with my clients is that they set goals weekly. I think that that goal mm-hmm. setting is a really great way to, like I said, you know, get intentional about what it is you want to do, set forth that intention and create an action plan. And so every week my clients set three goals. One is based around nutrition, one is based around activity, and the other one is based around some form of self-care that looks different for everybody. But you set three really small goals, and they're things that, you know, I'm not big on, let's make some drastic change overnight. That's not realistic. But what is something small you can do this week? Um, So in my case, I guide my clients through that. So I might look look at their food logs and say, look, you know, I think that adding in some more protein to your diet or more fruits and vegetables. And, and so I kind of guide their goals, but I have them I have them start small, but I do have them kind of do all three things at once because I think it's important to um, bring it all together. And I see that be really successful for my clients because they're a lot more motivated when they're kind of doing it all, taking care of themselves, the activity level. Um, If they've been sedentary by moving their body more, now all of a sudden they've got a little bit more energy. They're learning to fuel themselves. Yeah, exactly. They're fueling themselves properly. So um, while I'm all about starting small, I am like, let's jump in. Like, let's do all of it, um, all three pieces. And that mental health aspect, like I said, is really important too, especially for moms. You know, some form of self-care, it looks different for everybody. But but I do. I have them set three goals each week um, based around those things. And really what they do is they communicate to me what their goal is. I don't tell them, you know, I I can kind of guide and support, but they pick their goal because it's got to be realistic for them. You've got to be realistic about what you can do and they know better than I do. So I coach them through that. They set their goals. um, And then they, I also have them talk about the obstacles that could get in the way. So, you know, if the baby wakes up in the night, are you going to want to go to your 5am workout? So what is the solution to that obstacle? Well, then if that doesn't work out and you're tired and you need that sleep like moms do when you've been up in the night, you'll go for a 10-minute walk. So really, you know, what what can you do to not skip the goal completely, but maybe you do have to adapt and change? Um, I'm really grounded in reality <laughs> because that, I mean, there's just, when you set yourself up for um, expectations that you just, you can't always control, then, you know, you beat yourself up, you get into that all-or-nothing mindset versus, okay, that didn't work out, but here's what I can do. And that keeps the train rolling. So, okay. yeah, I think that's, that, I mean, that's big to me because, you know, I'm guilty of that all or nothing. I'm very much a perfectionist. Yeah. And if I can't do it exactly the way I feel <laughs> like it needs to be good. done, then I'm just not going to yep. do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, that, I mean, that's a big thing for people to, to know is to, oh, I have permission to change and adapt to Absolutely. the situation. I have permission to switch that 5 a.m. boot camp workout for a 10-minute walk. You know, I'm still, I'm not just blowing up all my goals. I'm just adjusting because I was up three times during the night with the baby or, what you know, whatever. Exactly. Um, I think that's, I mean, that's big. Yeah, and that that all-or-nothing mindset is my, the sort of the basis for my whole platform is to get away from that. We're we're so, (laughs) we've been exposed to this culture of, like, you know, go hard or go home. And that's not, I mean, that's just not realistic. Like I said, there's reality around these things and health and wellness is not black and white. You know, doing a little bit is better than doing nothing. And so breaking that mindset, I think that's where my psych degree comes in handy as I see, I've learned um, in my degree how that mindset stuff really makes a difference. And if you're gonna make a lifestyle change and change your habits, you've gotta break out of those mindsets. And so. You're, you're exactly right, you know, giving yourself the grace of, hey, you know, I got up in the night, whatever. And sometimes it just doesn't happen anyways, even if there's no excuse. Yeah. But telling yourself, I can still do something. So, yeah, that all or nothing is, is my mission to get people to see that that is not the, not the way to do it. It's just you've got to be realistic about what you can do and a little bit's always better than nothing. Yeah, that's big. So you said on this this mission of wellness to help other people. And so obviously you've lived by that. You've lost a lot of weight, according to Felicia. And so the principles that you're teaching other people are things that you live by yourself. And so switching gears a little bit, how do you apply those principles to your business, which is essentially your baby? So you're trying to get it into shape too. So you're training your your business to be in, in as much shape as the wellness that you're trying to teach other people. So how do you, what are some things that you implement there? 
in, in my business. In your business. Uh -huh. So the biggest thing is I have no formal like training on sure. business at all. My business came from um, my uh, wellness journey. Like Felicia said, I gained a significant amount of weight in my first pregnancy, um, used this flexible dieting approach to lose that weight. And I just started sharing on social media a little bit, like my recipes and things and, and my progress pictures. And people started asking me to share more and more. And um, eventually I had that first person say like, can you help me do that? And boom, a business was created. I went back to school for my nutrition degree um, and it has slowly developed in the last year. It has really taken off. Um, but when it comes to building a business and using those principles, mm -hmm. I really do focus on sort of the same stuff, goal setting and being realistic about that. Um, like with health and wellness, with my business, I have to be diligent about time management. I mean, we're all busy. Yes, I've yeah. got I've got kids and I've got um, a social life that I still want to have. And I am growing this business and there's school and all of these things. So time management is probably the biggest one and setting forth a plan. Um, I use what I call a time map every single day. And I look at the night before or the morning of and I list out what each hour of my day looks like, you know. And for me, with my business, no day looks the same. It's, you know, one day may be really social media heavy, one day may be client call heavy. Um, but right now I am in the business of growing. And so um, I'm putting forth a lot of effort towards that. And so that requires, you know, diligent planning, just like with exercise and nutrition. So a lot of planning goes into place and time management, which is my, it's one I'm still perfecting. I, I get distracted easily, so. Oh, I think that they could all say that's the same for me as well. <laughs> oh, it's, that's, that's for all of us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's what, rough because we've got a lot of, our day doesn't look the same either. Like one day no, we may mm -hmm. have nothing and we're all just in here kind of doing our own stuff. So like I may be working on projects. finances or bookkeeping yeah. or payroll or something for somebody and she may be writing content for a website or um, doing mediation or whatever. And then you may be doing like your social media management and all of that and designing websites, which is different every single every day time. because Facebook yep. changes the rules constantly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's it works for me today. If I give you advice, it may not work tomorrow. That's so so. True. And then the next day we just have meetings one after the other. And so it's hard because on the days that we have like podcasts that we film, or sometimes we'll have like a podcast and then we'll have like back to back meetings. Like Friday mm -hmm. will be like that. We'll have a video testimonial that we'll film. And then we have two clients coming in, one and then three back to back and so on those days i'm like i got no work done you yeah. know and then oh, you have yeah. to realize like when am i going to fit all of this in so then you go home and that's where that comes in for me like this morning i had the i'm going to wake up at five o'clock in the morning i even messaged <laughs> her last night. i said do you want to go sprint training with she me? wanted me to sprint train at 6 30. <laughs> she said well what time are you thinking and i was like well i want to be at work at like 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning so maybe like 6 30 and she's like mm, I think you're gonna have to give me a couple of days to prepare myself for that so then i was like well i'm gonna get up and go to the gym i think i told you that i was like i'm gonna get up and go to the gym in the morning then and no i have a baby who's teething and i have a baby who's also during that like sleep deprivation stage mm -hmm. where she's like I'm not going to bed right now, and mm -hmm. I'm going to wake up at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning five or six times. And so 5 o'clock rolled around, and the alarm went off, and I was like, mm, nope, not today. And I told myself, well, I'll just go at 7.30 because no one's going to be at the office, so I'll just go then. No, that didn't happen either, and I was like, mm, I'm not going. And so now I've told myself, well, I'm going to go tonight. And so I hope I go tonight. We're going to check. We're going to hold you accountable to that. I'm going to send your message and say, did you get to the yes. gym today? <laughs> it's like that on Friday. I have to sit here and tell myself, like, we have a really busy day on Friday. And so I have to plan. Am I going to go before? Am I going to go after? But I'm very much in that huge mindset of, well, I said I was going to go at 5 or I said I'm going to go at 9 o'clock at night after the kids go to bed or something. And then if I don't have time to do that, either because I didn't get up in time because of the baby or because I just didn't want to or... I'm still working at nine o'clock at night or the kids are still running around. They're not ready for bed. Then I could as easily just do something in the living room, like on beach body, yep. you know, on demand or something. But yep. instead I'm like, well, I sucked it up. So I'm just not going to do anything. Yep. A little bit is better than nothing. I mean, I will, I will do a 10 minute walk and I mean, it'll be, the sun will be going down. I'm like, I, I don't care. I'm going to do something. And that honestly is where the habit stuff comes into play because I talk to my clients about this. Um, there's a really great article that I share with all of them, and it's called the pause button effect where, you know, we're so black and white with these things and we just want to, like, stop our goals completely if we're not 100%. 
but instead we should look at it as a dial. And sometimes you're dialed in at a one, which means you are literally gonna survive, right? Like just get a vegetable on the plate and like move your body in some way, like get up off the couch today. And that might be when you've got babies or a death in the family or you're moving or something like that. But then you've got that five, that middle ground where you're like, all right, like I can work out three days a week. I can mostly eat nutritious meals. And then sometimes you're dialed in at a 10 where you're like, I'm crushing it. I'm going hard on my goals. But the, the goal of this is to not turn the dial off completely, right? It's to just know, okay, busy season of life, busy day, busy week, whatever it is, I got to turn it down, but keeping the habit of not turning off completely. And that's kind of what I preach to my clients. Don't shut it off completely because then it's hard. Like, you know, like if you've been out of the gym for a while, that first, like getting there is the hard part, (laughs) getting back to it. So not turning off completely, but just turning it down a little bit sometimes. I mean, that's where you got to give yourself grace. Like life happens. So um, keeping some level of that habit in place and not just throwing it out the window completely. Completely agree with that. I'm 100% <laughs> like that. If I don't go to the gym for like a week, then uh, that next week I'm like, oh. uh, yeah. and the gym's just right down the road, so it's not hard. I know everybody in there, yeah. I feel comfortable yeah. in there, and I do, it doesn't bother me, but I'm like, ugh. Yeah. My couch is here, mm-hmm. and I have a pillow and a blanket, and I can like snuggle up on the couch and watch a movie with my kids. Absolutely. And I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym today, but then I feel bad. Like it makes me, my whole, I totally agree with the whole self care thing because I notice that if I'm not doing all of it, and not necessarily that it's all or nothing, but if I'm just not incorporating parts of all of three of those things, mm-hmm. then it really gets me down, like in terms of like my maybe like how I feel about myself, like Absolutely. my depression and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and my yeah. anxiety gets kind of worked up. But like if I start where maybe I had, I used to, so I've struggled with an eating disorder. I've had it since I was time, like little nine, probably is when all of that started. And I've just always kind of had just an idea that I wasn't good enough or I didn't, you know, I was always kind of chunkier whenever I was little. So I was always like, I'm always going to be the fat girl. And then I had my kids and I gained and I lost and I gained and I lost. And so with my youngest one, I weighed almost 300 pounds when I had her last March. And so I've lost almost a hundred pounds, but there's still like a lot to do. And I'll tell myself like, holy crap, I've done all this work and I'm still not where I want to be at. Like, how long is this going to go? And so I get to where I like compare myself. And sometimes, like, even for, like, I may look at you and be like, well, why why can she do it? Why can she make these changes, implement these things? And she can do all the same things. Like, I'm in school. I have three kids. I have a job, a business that I started. So, like, we're on an equal playing field. So, right. what is it she's doing that I'm not doing? And how can I get there? Right. And so, that's been kind of, I guess, getting into the mindset of, like, just, I think it's probably the habits. Just telling myself that I don't have to go all or nothing mm-hmm. if I need to go out to eat, then I can make healthy choices to go out to eat. Like, I don't have to go and eat Freddy's burgers and <laughs> eat a huge triple cheeseburger and a thing of fries and a milkshake. I can have, like, a lettuce wrap or something yeah. and a salad or whatever I want to eat. Like, I can make healthy decisions. And then I also have to tell myself, I used to be really, really, really bad about saying, like, I can't eat chocolate. I can't have a drink. I can't have ice cream. I can't have anything. Like, if I'm going to eat healthy, then I better eat healthy. And it right. was just not realistic. I hopped on the keto train. I was like, I'm going to do all this, and I'm not going to eat anything. And I cut out all these things that I actually really enjoyed. Like, I'd go to my kid's birthday party. I'm like, I can't have that cupcake because I'm (laughs) keto or I'm not eating sweets today. keto. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like it would, I don't know, just not having any of those things, it made me crave them so much more so that when I did finally allow myself to have it, I felt out of control, like binging on the foods that I had always wanted. 100%. It's the binge cycle, and I, I, my clients have all been there. I've never had a client not not go there. And, And so when we're building what I call kind of rebuilding trust with food in their relationship, I tell them, you know, it's scary at first to say, yes, I can have this stuff, you know, because you think you're going to be out of control. But the beauty is three, four weeks into it, I'm seeing it in the 21 day macro challenge. Actually, it was working in coaching. Now I'm seeing it in the 21 day macro challenge. And it's amazing to watch these women within a week or two go, oh my gosh, I can have this. I don't feel out of control. And what you're doing uh, is setting yourself up for failure, like Mm -hmm. with the big goals, you know, come on, like you're not going to skip cake for the rest of your life. You're not going to not drink a glass of wine for the rest of your life. It's not realistic. So learning how to fit those things in and breaking out of that black and white mindset. I love watching my clients and my challenge members go from, I can have these things. And tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for a workout. And and, and that's where the calories and the macros, I, I really preach like learning about nutrition. That's really all calories and macros are. You're learning, hey, I've got this. It's like a budget. I've got this amount of money in the bank. 
how am I going to spend it? You know, some days you spend it less wisely right. than other days. But once you learn that, it does apply like for the rest of your life. You spend a little bit of time in that learning phase and then you just kind of learn to eat normally for life. And so like you were saying, you know, how can I, how have I done it? Well, I just committed to that learning phase and then I carried it over into, you know, a maintenance phase of I, you know, I know what to do. There are weeks where it's not as pretty as other. Hello, quarantine. I was drinking a bottle of wine on the porch like every day there for a minute. But, you know, I knew what to do. I never turned the dial off completely. And so I was able to um, to turn it right back on. But that all or nothing mindset is truly what gets people. And speaking to the self-care aspect of that, you know, as small business owners, you like, I think sometimes we look at like health and wellness as like a like a trendy, like, oh, like for me, I was a chain smoker, completely sedentary, ate a terrible diet. I mean, I was not a health and fitness enthusiast or any, by any means. In fact, anybody who knew me before would probably say I was the opposite. And I think sometimes we look at people who are like healthy and fit and we think like, oh, that's like, like a whole, like, you know, you got to be really into that kind of stuff. But it, what it is, is it's taking care of your body and that bleeds into your business. If you are not taking care of yourself, mm. you're not at your best in your business. And growing my business, I can, I, there have been times where I look at like quarantine, hello, the bottle of wine on the porch every day thing. Like, I mean that my business suffered and my relation, you know, that bleeds over into other things, my relationships, my parenting, you know, all of these things suffer. So health and wellness isn't always about like losing weight or, you know, those things. It's more so about like taking care of yourself. And that's what I'm always trying to get people to see is if you take care of yourself, it bleeds over into all of these other things. And I think as business owners, that's huge because you need, you know, if you're, especially if you're growing a business, you've got to be on it. I mean, there's no like, mm, I hope that the business goes well. Now, and maybe I, someone will call today. No, you've got to call them. No, no. you got to let them yeah. know you're here. So. And if you're, if you're sluggish because you're inactive or your mental health isn't as good because you feel like you haven't been taking care of yourself or your diet is leaving you with no energy because you're stuffed and then you feel blessed because you just ate food that didn't, you know, fuel you properly, you, that, that, that correlates into, you know, not not doing your best in your business. So I'm always trying to tell my friends who are kind of, up, you know, starting their business, take care of yourself. If it's 30 minutes a day, you know, something like move your body, prep a meal, do something to take care of yourself because that does directly correlate into how successful you're going to be in your business. I think, you know, it's not a it's not a trendy thing to be like fit and active. It's like this is your life. I mean, you get one one body, one life, and if you're taking care of yourself, I really do I, I believe that that does translate into everything else that you do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think there's definitely days where I probably, I call it garb coma. Yeah, oh my right? gosh. Like all the, anything sweet or chips or whatever else. And then I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm mm -hmm. going to hibernate for yeah. the next five years. And then I come to work the next day and I still feel like, oh, I feel like crap. I don't mm -hmm. want to be here. I have like no energy to even do stuff on the computer. I'm like, I don't even want to sit here like I'm exhausted. Yeah. And then the days where I actually eat right, like I have like a protein. Protein's a real big thing for me because that was one thing that yeah. I noticed is like I can eat a bag of chips and then be hungry 30 minutes later, but Absolutely. I can drink a protein shake and some fruit or something and I'm fine for like two or three hours. Absolutely. And so whenever I come in here and I, you know, wake up and have my, my breakfast or whatever, or if I go to the gym in the morning and then I come in here and I kind of I don't know, like I eat like I'm supposed to, and we usually have dark chocolate in this candy bowl. And I come in here and I was like, grab a piece or two, and I don't know, like my day just felt fine, but I didn't feel like I was, you know, I can still have that chocolate and that's still fine. But then there are other days where I'm on that all or nothing train. Mm -hmm. and see the bowl is empty right now. Yes, yeah, so it's <laughs> empty. We probably have not full up on it. So <laughs> there are other times where I just get in that mindset of, if I don't eat exactly what I said that I was going to put, because I use my fitness pal and I'll log it the day before so that I know what I'm going to eat yep. the next day. And if I miss it or I, I mess up or they're like, hey, you want to go out to eat? And I'm like, well, I just blew that. So I just blow it. Like, I don't even just, I used to have someone who said, it's okay if you mess up on one meal. Don't let that meal turn into like a week or two where yeah. you're like eating oh, yeah. everything you want for two weeks. And then you're like, how did I gain eight pounds? And I can't wear my clothes and I just feel blah and horrible. And they said the same thing about working out. Like, if you miss a workout, if you don't go, then that's fine. Like, go the next day. Yeah, it's or that black or white. It's the all go. or nothing mindset. And I tell, I love the the quote: If you get a flat tire, are you gonna go slash the other three? 
because you got one flat tire. Oh I mean, God. that's how that goes. It, think about it, you know, one meal. And I think that that is where the calorie and macro education comes into play is that you can, you can see, you can look at it and be like, oh, you know, like, I, you know, okay, I went like 100, maybe 200 calories over. Obviously, there are days where you blow it bigger than that. But, you know, then you're like, okay, well, I can get right back to it tomorrow. And really, weekly averages matter without getting too That's technical. That's one thing that I love. Average yeah. nutrition is kind of how I yeah. learned about that. And exactly. so they had a, you had a Excel spreadsheet that you could enter your stuff in. So every day it was red or green. If you were yep. green, then you were good on your macros, yep. plus or minus 10% of whatever your total right. macro count was. Yep. And then if you were in the red, then it just meant that you were, you know, exactly. out of that 10%. And then at the end of the week, as long as you were within 10% up or down, didn't matter, then you hit your macros and they yep. gave you new ones. And if you didn't, then you went that whole week trying it again. Yep. Until finally you had a week where you stuck, stuck between the 10%. And so that's really where I learned. That's probably where I lost a lot of my weight was from that. But, um, I think it's a, it's different when people are like, what are macros? That's probably something you could say because I'm sure there's people on here who are like, what are macros? Right. And they don't realize that it's just protein, carbs, and fats. Yep. And then those, yep. I mean, those make up what your calories are. So yep. it's easier for me to count that than it is for me to say that I have 1,700 calories that I'm going to hit today. Well, how am I going to, someone could just go eat 1,700 calories worth of candy exactly. and they didn't hit anything and they're starving and they don't feel good. Yep. And so when you really break it down and say, like, you need to have more protein if you're going to be exercising more, if you're going to you need more carbs, if you're going to be going really heavy in the gym or whatever yep. like that. And so. Absolutely. And it's know. different for everybody. That's my thing with my clients. I have a three-step method that I do with them and it's every single client's different. So your needs change, but it's all the same basic principles. And I tell people, if you can count calories, you can count macros. They, I think people start getting all confused when they see the grams and all the things, but you can count calories and you can put it in a food log. You can count macros. Yes. It's not hard at all, but it is trial and error and figuring out what works for you because, you know, you do need to hit a certain amount of calories for your body and then a certain amount of protein. And then, you know, you can balance out your carbs and fats, but you, you really have to know what works for you. And that comes through consistency. <laughs> you know, you can't, I tell people all the time, they're like, I tried macros for a week. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's, you know, that's not going to be enough. You really do have to kind of commit to, I tell everybody, if you can commit to four weeks of it, that's why the, the 21 day challenge is, you know, about three weeks that if you can get through that, like you'll get it by the end of that. But you, it's that first week people are like, oh, this is fun. And then they're just kind of like, oh, you know, give up. But you've got to be consistent with it. And that's how you kind of figure out what works for you individually, because it, it is different for everybody. Yeah. So. I think that <clears throat> I love that, you, you know, I think that your approach to um, health also really works in the health of business. Because that's the other thing, you know, you talk about, because I do the same thing, like, oh, I ate like crap, so I'm just going to go eat, you know. More crap? More crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. step on the scale or something, I'm like, oh, again, five pounds. And now then I'm going to eat more. Or something. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is that? I think that. I should have gone and got a salad instead. In business, you can do the same thing. Like, you just have an off day. You're not getting anything done. You're not, I can't focus. I can't, you know, seem to, like, complete one task without something happening. And, you know, it's just sometimes you've got to... You know, there's days when you just have to get like what's and I've gotten better about this because I can get I can also get very overwhelmed by the just sheer number of things that need to get mm -hmm. done. So I like my top three things. If I get only these things done today, it will be a success mm -hmm. because I would always just, you know, get lost. And so I think I've, I've taken that same approach and it's very much of that. Give yourself some grace, just like you need to give yourself some grace if you skip the gym or you, you know, have have a meal that wasn't very nutritious you know do it with your business too if you're having a tough day that's okay you you know just get done that bare minimum and hit it again tomorrow yep. you know one of the things i hear in business a lot is you don't have to get it perfect just get it going yeah and exactly. i mean so that's a lot of it and you get stuck in this oh i can't do it exactly the way i want to i don't think i can achieve these goals right now well so you just don't do anything yeah and that that's been something i've fallen into but i think that that same approach apply to business works just as well because yep. you've just got to keep keep it going even if you're down on the back and you're barely just getting the bare minimum done yep. yeah yeah and, and that, i have shiny object syndrome so i'll start a project my business mentor whoo she's like oh my goodness she's like you've got to you want to do a podcast you want to do a website you want to do you know she's like break do it and then you start yeah, you start a little bit else. yes and yeah, yeah shiny object syndrome i see the next thing and i see people do that with diets too but you know, committing to, like you said, I do the same thing. I do the top three. And like I was talking about, the time blocking is huge. For, I mean, that has changed the game for me because I my to-do list every day is crazy long. But really, 
what can be done tomorrow? So I kind of, I, I time, I time block, but I also set things by priority. Like what is the absolute, like what has to happen today? Because I'll catch myself like writing, like, I don't know, a push email to my subscriber list or something. I'm like, this is not like what, this is not what I need to be doing today. There's other things that need to happen. So I also prioritize, I give things like I have like a color coded, you know, this same thing, top three things, these things, if nothing else happens today, I will be accomplished and the rest of this can go on the next list tomorrow. And so I print out that timesheet every single day and I get as much of it done as I can. But same thing, black and white mindset does. It applies to business too. You just, you, we beat ourselves up. We're so hard on ourselves. I don't know if y'all listen to Gary Vee. He's a little bit wild and off the charts, but he, he's like an entre, in the entrepreneur space. And he's always talking about like, man, we're just hard on ourselves, you know? Like, but I mean, by being hard on ourselves, we, we get into that cycle of shame of like, yeah, I was bad. I ate, you know, or I didn't know, like, get. like how horrible is that? Yeah. That like chocolate is a bad food. Right. You know, like yeah. it's not just food. Just eat it if you want it. Just don't eat the whole bag of chocolate. Exactly. That you have. Just yep. have a couple pieces of yep. it. Yep. Or, oh, I didn't get this done today. And it's, you know. And I'm you a just, horrible business yeah, owner. Yeah. You yeah. beat yourself up and it's like, no, yeah. like I'm human. Like I'm human. Like chocolate is good. And some days I, my brain is in other places or I'm just not on my game, but you have those days where you crush it and that's fine too. I think finding the balance is key. And I think when you eliminate guilt, I tell my clients all the time, guilt is the most worthless emotion. I don't know if it's even an emotion. To me, guilt is the most worthless feeling. Either, nothing productive comes from guilt. Instead, looking at things as a learning lesson, like, okay, that's where my time blocking came from. It was like, right, you know, I, I see myself doing all these things, but not getting anything done. So what can I do? And so it's a, instead of beating myself up, it's like, well, I'm going to take action. What can I change about this? And that's what I have my clients do, you know, with their goals. If it didn't work out last week, what can you change this week? What small step can you take? And it's a lot of trial and error. Like the time blocking works for me. That doesn't work for everybody. So other people have other ways of doing things. Just kind of got to trial and error and figure it out. But definitely not beating yourself up because... We're human. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, we're all just human. Like, come on. Like, we're just so hard on ourselves. And I think social media maybe plays oh, into some sure. of this. Their best, best lot on there. Yeah. Everybody's going to come on here and be like, oh, God, today sucked. <laughs> Yesterday sucked. Tomorrow's going to suck. And let me tell you about all these bad things that yep. happened. Right. Everyone yep. will say, look at this beautiful place that mm -hmm. I went. Look how awesome my yeah. relationship how hard is. I worked and, today. Yes, and look at all these things I accomplished. And you make yourself think like, God, like, they're just like me. But why are they, like, killing yep. it? And I'm not. But you don't realize that they suffer and do the same things oh, that you go absolutely. through. Absolutely. So absolutely. I think that that's another thing to remember. Yeah. And also, I think the fear factor, like when I first started working out, because I was really heavy, I was 300 pounds. And I don't know if y'all go to gyms here in town, but there are a lot of like women and men who are like <laughs> abs and beautiful <laughs> bodies. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to come in here and uh, try and do this. Mm -hmm. And so when I first went, I was so scared to go and it was just getting into the door. I yep. mean, that took me probably, uh, probably a couple months before yep. I was like, well, I'm going to go to the gym today. And I'd literally get into the parking lot. Nope. I'm not going to go. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go in there. There's too many nice looking people that have walked in those doors. So I'd leave. And then I just go home and sulk. And then finally I got into the door and started going and made a lot of those transitions and changes and stuff. But it was the same with my business. I was like, okay, I'm going to put, I'm going to go out here and put myself out here and I'm going to like grow this business and everything that I've ever wanted. I'm going to make that happen. And then I get to go tell someone about myself and I'll be like, Oh, what if they don't want, aren't interested in my business or they don't need me? You know, like I'm going to take it personal because it must be me. There must be something wrong with me that they don't want. It's not necessarily like my service that they don't want, but it's me that they don't want. And so I think when I finally started shifting my mind change that no, it's just a word. Like, all, it's just a word. Yep. It's no different than any other word. Like, and it's not personal. It's not personal. <laughs> if someone doesn't need financial services, then it's not because they're like, mm, I don't like that Felicia out there. I think yeah. she's an awful person and I'm not going to use her. Well, and you're not a fit for everybody. That is the most freeing thing to me. It's like, I am not for everyone. And that is okay. Not everyone is for me. You know, I'm like... I've learned, I, I'm hard on myself about that kind of stuff too. I, I'm a people pleaser. I want everyone yes, to like me. And, but not everybody's going to, I'm not for everyone. My personality is not for everybody. And that's fine. They're, you know, that's just part of life. But not taking it personally and not having the fear of stepping out anyways. And that's why my business in the last year, I, I set a New Year's resolution of, like, I put it out on social media and everything. I'm done worrying about what other people think about me. Like, this is me. And and I didn't want to tell people about my business, the influencer side of things. It was kind of like, people are going to look at me like, what are you, why are you talking about, like, in the camera all the time? Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Like, 
you know, in California, you walk around, there's influencers everywhere and everyone's an influencer, but you're in Arkansas and like your grandma's like, what are you doing on today? I don't understand. Why are you wearing that crop top? You know? And finally, I just had to say, you know what, this is for me and this is my business. And you know, people are either going to be with me or they're not. And I've come up against a lot of controversy, um, in my business and had to overcome that. That was fun, but you know, either way, just showing up and putting myself out there. Once I was unapologetically authentic to my business, is when it took off. So, so you, you set nice. out and like you say, you're not for everybody. It's like your short time to be for everyone, but you specifically aimed towards women. Yeah. And so I would say, how do you market yourself, like on social media posts and everything? And like you say, you may not be feeling today. Today's like oh, it's a crap day. I woke up, but I've got to jazz myself up because I'm a I'm a wellness coach. Yep. I've got to teach them how to have a good day. Well, I don't, actually. I show up authentically. and I, oh, look, I can vouch for that. There's sometimes where she's like, look, I'm just not. I look into my camera and I say, you know what? I'm human. I'm like, you guys, I don't want to go to the gym today. You know, by sharing my authentic journey and being real with my clients and saying, I'm just like you. I went through this process just like you. I have days and weeks just like you. I talk about, I have seasonal depression. I just went through, two years ago, I went through a divorce. I mean, I, I've authentically shown up with it, you know, obviously I'm not airing all my dirty laundry out there, but you know, being authentic and real about where I'm at in life helps people connect and know, and I'm all about, my business is based on community. And when women hear you say, I'm just like you, I'm going through those same struggles. Yeah, Felicia, I struggle with all those things too. It's authentic and it's real. And then we can have a conversation and, and start, you know, getting rid of the guilt and the shame that we feel around these things. Instead, it's like, oh, look, she's done it, but also she knows how this feels. So yeah, there are days where I don't want to. And it's funny, my sort of my business mentor's whole thing is called show, hashtag show your face. And that means show up for your audience authentically, whether you have makeup on, whether you are tired, whether you're, you know, whatever, and just pop on and say something to let people know where you're at so that they can feel the way they can understand that you have the same feelings that they do about some of those things. So yeah, no, I don't fake it. <laughs> right. yeah. I don't. Yeah. It builds yeah. that connection. Like you said, yeah. you're on level grounds. Hey. Yep. Yep. So there, there are definitely days and I give myself permission to shut it off. Social media, it's heavy. Like I said, I've come up against controversy in my business before. Um, just by putting yourself out there, there are going to be people who, um, have a problem with that and that's fine but I've, I give myself permission especially every once in a while to just turn it off and that's hard your phone is in your hand 24 7 I tell everybody you know when I get to set my phone down I'm like oh my gosh please like thank you because I pick my phone up and it's not just like oh hey my girlfriend texts me it's like a client a new business transaction a new I mean it's right there in my face all the time even social media and answering people's comments mm -hmm. is business to me. I mean, that is work. And so it's hard to escape it. So, um, I, I do give myself permission to sometimes just shut it off. But So how do you handle that? If somebody has a negative comment in your section and you get, it's either, well, I don't respond to this person or I do. And so as a wellness coach, what is your advice into answering negative comments? Like yes. That? Um, through? yeah, I, I've let, I've had this come up quite a bit. And originally my response was to like, freak out and cry and spaz out and be like, how dare they? Um, man, it came with practice and just experience of really toughening up my skin and accepting that I'm not for everybody, but also that there are people who are going to find a problem no matter what. Um, and I had this happen in my private community um, about two weeks ago, actually, where somebody just sort of went off the rails at me. Um, and I, I just, to me, I calmly say like, hey, like, you know, what is the issue? It depends on the situation, but you know, really just answering people with respect. And even if you're not getting it, just answer people with respect and, um, and give them, you know, as much respect as you can in that situation. But also, you know, I answered her and, and all of her sort of questions and things that she had and people were just liking it like crazy because, you know, I wasn't going to, she wasn't going to bully me in that situation and, and put me down. I was going to rise above. And I think that when other people see you rise above, your, your, you know, eyes are on you as a business owner and you've got to show up in that way. And it, uh, to me, that just helps my business. It helps people trust me and, and see that, you know, I'm not going to delete the comment. I'm not a comment deleter. I address it straight up. 
and say, you know, what can I do? Do you want to have a private conversation about this? Like, how can I, how can I help you? Whatever. Um, and then it gets to a point, I did have a situation about a year ago, actually, where I had people making bank accounts and sort of trolling me. And in that case, you just got to block. <laughs> that is the one time I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, you guys are, wow. So, um, but, you know, I just, I think when, when, Learning that it's usually not about you. Whatever somebody's issue is, um, it's not about you. But also accepting um, that you're not perfect. And I said, wow, sometimes I do miss messages. You know, I get a lot of messages a day. She was upset I hadn't answered a private message. So I get a lot of messages a day. Um, you know, I, I love when someone shoots me a second message saying, hey, you might have missed my message. You know, because they're giving me that grace of, hey, you're human. And I just said, you know, well, I'm not perfect and I'm sorry that I missed your message. I truly am owning up to the mistake of I'm sorry that you didn't see heard or seen or whatever. And, and in any business that goes for restaurant owners or whatever, hey, I, you know, I'm sorry this didn't work out um, and giving them that grace. And then she went on to kind of cuss me out and stuff. And I was like, well, <laughs> I did my part. I did what I could, you know. And so you, you just, you know, especially on social media, you got to you gotta show up with your, your best foot forward. And again, accepting it probably really wasn't about me. In that moment, she probably had something else going on and was lashing out and, you know. Yeah, and it's hard because social media is kind of a double-edged sword. Obviously, it grows your business and it puts you out there and a lot of people can see you. Yep. But then sometimes that's the only thing that they do see is, is that. And then how we behave mm -hmm. on social media sure. or things that we may post or whatever else. And people can get, oh, I'll have a bad taste in my mouth for that person because of what they put on there. And I don't want to go to their business and be involved in that because of that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's almost like... You know, you want to be yourself, but then you also have to, like, remind yourself that, you know, everything that I say and do does affect my business in a sense. Absolutely. And so it's always something that I have to be mindful of, like, things that I may want to post and be like, hmm, that may really turn a lot of people yeah. off. And or fighting with people. I mean, I, during quarantine, I saw local Conway businesses having full-on fights. And, and I was watching how, I mean, I'm watching. I'm watching how people are responding. And, and some people are keeping a cool head and, and keeping their composure and showing respect, and other people were not. And I thought, you know, that's going to affect who I would go to for business, who I would want to work with in the future. I you, You've got to show up with your best, best foot forward. And I think that still all comes back to self-care. If you feel good and you're secure in those things, then you know that there's going to be controversy. You, you handle it the best way that you can and try and make things right. You're not perfect. But, um, but yeah, uh, throwing fits on social media is definitely not the way to go. I'm like, oh, wow, do you know that everyone can see this? Like, wow, you guys, wow, and we're, wow, we're adults. Mm -hmm. What are we yeah. showing our children? I don't even know. This, so, yeah. It can get crazy. It definitely can. You know, we've talked some about self-care and, you know, self-care as a business owner. But one of the things, and it kind of actually what inspired this, the Arkansas Business Engine, is one thing that I've learned as like a self-care tactic in business is to quit pulling my hair out over things that I'm really not good at or don't really know how to do. Delegating. And delegating. Yes. It, it's so hard, especially because, you know, you know, we see a lot of clients who have come in here and their business is a couple of years old and they've grown it from nothing all by themselves, maybe with one, like a one partner or something. And now it's, it's too big for them to keep doing all that. So there's time to start and it's hard because that is your baby. But yeah. there's also like, I see a sense of relief when you realize like, oh, I don't have to stress over whether I'm putting this <laughs> into QuickBooks property yes. every month now, Absolutely. you know, because someone is taking care of that for me. Hire out, and like hire out those tasks. That's a big thing that's that we talk about is outsourcing mm -hmm. and how it really mm -hmm. can be Absolutely. cause exponential growth in your business and knowing when to start outsourcing. Yeah. Obviously like just doing it from the beginning when you maybe don't have the budget for it and you just can't you don't have the working capital to be able to do something like that. Yep. But definitely knowing when, like, okay, my business is here, and I can't get to this level unless I start letting myself let go of some of this. Because we talk about this every time, that there's always, everyone has, like, an hourly rate of what they would pay themselves. So, um, you know, David, our other business partner, who's our, um, our attorney, so he's got, obviously, a larger hourly rate than maybe what I would. And right. so if it takes him 12, 15 hours a month to do his bookkeeping, well, you do it over the course of a year and he's paying himself, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars salary, yeah. right? On doing his bookkeeping when he could have someone outsource it for someone to do his payroll and his bookkeeping for thirty thousand dollars. Right. And so but then he's also not like, Oh my god, I hate this. I'm going home and taking this to my wife and like, you know, there's I think that that's a lot of things with business owners is 
when I first started Wager Bookkeeping, which I no longer have since we created Abe, um, we all folded our businesses into, into this business. But I was originally um, an organizing company, so I did residential and commercial organizing and more towards like the commercial organizing space. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to jump in. I, my degree is in finance, and I'm going to start doing this. This is what I really want to do is the financial growth and people's People don't realize how serious cash flow management is and how it can really break your business. And so I really love the idea of like financial strategy and how can we get to the level that we want to be at and what changes do we need to make now to be able to, to do that. And so I said, well, I'm going to make this new website. And so I get on the Wix and my website was, it wasn't horrible. It was like just white and just like my picture was so pixelated. Like just my, it was from like a, a wedding photograph or some far away. I just cut myself out. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so yeah. And then I like, I had so many different fonts because I was like, I can't remember what that one is and I can't remember what that is. And so I like come in and I was like, look, I need help. I don't know what to even write in these things. She is phenomenal with, with copywriting and anything to make you sound good and just, mm -hmm. I don't know, she's fantastic with words. He's really good with just putting things together like he can make a social media post in like 15 minutes that would take me i'm serious four hours yeah i would message him and be like oh, it is two o'clock in the morning and i'm sure you've seen this facebook <laughs> message is like 2 16 in the morning and i'm like i have been working on this since the kids went to bed at 10 o'clock and i haven't even finished this post and so i'm not going to put it out because it looks like a five-year-old wrote it and i've spent four hours doing nothing that i paid him to do in 15 minutes and i was like okay that was a little bit of money but I don't, I didn't just waste four hours of my time. I yep. could have been making oh, triple the amount of money yep. that I just paid him if I was working on clients' books and stuff. And so, yep. I don't know, there were a lot of things where I finally was like, I really suck at this. I'm not Give it away. Give, Give it away. Yeah. Find your zone of genius. I love that whole zone of your, your genius zone, zone of genius, whatever you want to call it. What are you good at in your business? Mm -hmm. What makes you happy? What makes you want to jump out of bed? You know, what is it that you fell in love with in your business? You need to be spending your time doing that, and you need to delegate those other tasks. That's why I brought my mom on. I, yeah, copyright, like, words. That is, she's an English, she's a retired English teacher. She is, like, phenomenal. I can say something, she'll just be sitting across the table typing it up, makes it sound wonderful, blogs, all that kind of stuff. Um, that is not my thing. But my thing is people, connecting with people, talking to people, supporting people, um, and that's my zone of genius you know that's my creative side that's where i'm good at what i do and i'm just getting ready to hire my first intern to come in and do all my admin work because i am wasting hours doing admin work that i could be you know talking to people making connections which in turn turns into clients and my community grows and that grows my business so yeah if you're spending time on these things that a don't make you happy and b you know that is going to start negatively affecting your business because you could be growing and doing all these other things that you know you're good at and instead you're wasting time you know writing social media posts when that's not what yeah. you're good at which is fine right. you just got to figure out what you're not good at and have a good team around you the fact that you all have your strengths is huge uh, to me that's the biggest thing i have like a big abundance mindset it's like okay i'm not good at this you are let's support each other let's see how we can that community again aspect is huge to me like how can we support each other and help each other um, where you may fall short, I can pick up the slack. And that's where me, my mom and I are really great, but we're, we're getting ready to bring in a, a number three, which is scary, like you said, because my business is my baby and it's it's very personal. Um, my name is in my you know logo, and, and so it's very personal to me. So making sure that I've got somebody who aligns with you know my values is huge so that can be scary but it's time <laughs> yeah. i'm like i have to send one more email like that like and no and invoicing and just oh yeah yeah, yeah. So. that was one thing i was excited that kind of adaptation does, doesn't happen overnight either because like we've been doing this for you know, a while now and you know before this i had my own business and like I was doing everything and like my business is doing everybody else's social media posts your graphic design your websites and so I had all these clients I was doing work for plus my own advertising and things and plus my own you know bookkeeping and my own copywriting my, my everything I was trying to do everything writing my own contracts everything and so then when we started this and it's like you have somebody that you have a team you can rely on and I'm like it was still kind of weird because I'm like, all right, I guess you can. I know that you, can, you can do this. You got this. Did you buy something on your yeah. card? Like, is this yours? And he's like, oh yeah, it's all these things. And I was like, well, you can just give them to me. You can give me the receipts. I'll take care of that. And yeah. So I think it's like an adjustment thing. Like, yeah. Hey, I don't have to like. Okay, well, we gotta make the social media post. I'm like, look, it's time to talk about all these little media post things that are already made. And then 
we go to the website and I'm like, look at this and all these words and how like awesome we sound. I love you know, that. That's awesome. That's our own yeah, thing. that's great. And so it's always really nice. I was really nervous at the beginning of this when we started. We didn't know each other. I mean, seriously, really? we didn't know each other for now. I'm like, no one had, and I had no idea that these people exist in the world. And yeah, so we got brought in, I guess, in February. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. um, I don't know, it's been a really good team. David's who made all of this and kind of said, like, this you is what I think, this is what I want to do. And yeah. we said, you know, like, okay, we're all in. So we dwindled down from about 13 people that we had brought in to the four of us. And then we've got people that help us as well that were in that original meeting um, that do, like, photography and videography and um, mobile notary and private investigation mm-hmm. and things like that. And so they're all still apart in some way, but, like, the core of Abe, is the four of us and it's been fantastic i mean we really i don't think there's a day there are some times where the stress is really high there's yeah, a lot yeah, going yeah. on uh, but we still seem to laugh and you yeah. know make jokes and it's it's you know if there's something that david is working on but we've got other things that need to be done you know he'll train us and teach us like look i need you to write these things or i need you to help me with this or i have some things where i need help with or can you you know help me print these things off and can you look through this stuff and you know she'll say the same you know about proposals like hey i don't have time to do these proposals can you write these proposals yep. um and so we're really good about picking up each other's mm-hmm. guess, team slack. like if someone's yeah. like hey i just don't have time to do it all today can you please help me because i mean at the end of the day it helps all of us if we're all unified and helping one another oh yeah. absolutely yeah having that team like support is huge I, that's that's my mom it really is truly that people are like don't go into business with family and i'm like no this it has been the greatest the greatest thing for my business because we do we pick up each other's slack and we can support each other and we've got our each our own little zone of genius or in our mm-hmm. own skill sets and and so we just lift each other up and so I think that's a huge part of business is to delegate out <laughs> admit what you're not good at and find what you are and what lights you up like what mm-hmm. lights you on fire to me that does not light me on fire to write a blog post I'm like Ugh, words <laughs> I don't like words I voice to text if you ever see typos, I try and go back. But if you ever see typos from me, I li- every single social media post you ever see me post was voice texted. I, I talk into my phone. I, you know, I pull it out that way, and that's it. Like, I don't, I don't, nope, I voice text, like, clients back. I mean, that's just, I like to talk. That's my thing. And so figuring out, like, hey, I have permission to do that, to change. And, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of owning your own business. You get to pick, and that, that was a big part for me is, like, I don't want to work for somebody else. (laughs) I want to work for myself. I want to get to decide what my day looks like and what my ideal client is and um, how I operate. And so that's, I mean, that's the beauty of business ownership, I think, is, you know, you get to, you get to decide, but it's up to you. (laughs) I mean, you really, you, you, you make or break it. So again, taking care of yourself is a huge part of that. And, and, you know, being at your best as much as you can, is you know that's why that's why I do the wellness part is it's like I want everybody to thrive and so if you take care of yourself you're you're at least halfway there I think you know so yeah that's great well we really appreciate you coming mm-hmm. in and um we're gonna have all our contact information on the the page for the, everyone to can find you um and find out more about if they want to get to know you and your business a little bit more all right thank you guys so much really appreciate you coming thanks for in. coming in absolutely